town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate, but a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the ball. Gate holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But the push, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay puffed? Head state or closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports Review Podcast, looking back at another big weekend of racing with Anzac Day yesterday, racing all around the world. Adam, who was the highest rated of the weekend? The highest rated? You put the, the number on the highest rated horse Ooh, for the it. weekend, so you talked me through it. It was um, Champions Day at Chartin on Sunday. As you say, seems like ages ago, off another big long weekend and racing right around the world, but um, Golden 60, well, we can dispute it afterwards, but talk me through Golden 60 and and why he is and, and what he is. Yeah, so we often, I think we debate about Hong Kong on a weekly basis, and Golden 60 couldn't have him running any better than his peak, which for me is 123, but I know you feel he is better than that, and looking at his record... He probably is. The trouble with Hong Kong is that the horses behind him finish too close to rate him any higher the way we do things. So him running 123 on the weekend has second, third and fourth all running new peaks. California Spangle is fine. I think taking a line through Romantic Warrior, I think you can say he probably is close to a 120 horse. So you have him running 117. Excellent proposal running 117 and Champions Way running 116. So that's what holds the race back. But, you know, he's a superstar and I'd imagine when he travels overseas, you can probably give him a bit of salt and pepper. But I'm interested to see how the market will approach him if he goes to Japan. Favourably, I would imagine. I saw the, the, some suggestion, you know, new test in Japan, blah, blah, blah. He has raced Japanese horses. He's raced five of them. He beat all five of them so far. Uh, he broke 93 seconds there. So in the Champions Mile or the Hong Kong Mile, that hasn't been done. I looked last 10 years in either of them, none of them. So all plenty of good Japanese horses have run in Champions Miles and Hong Kong Miles, Maurice and co. None of them have run this fast. And how fast it is actually has something to do with why those margins are so thin as well, which is where my side of the argument comes into it. It's Are all lengths created equal? I don't think so. And... Two lengths there in that sort of time, it's harder. There's obviously, they're running slick, slick times and it's a bit, um, you know, margins. Even the most basic handicappers know that margins are worth less the further you go. And the reason for that is exactly the same reason why running 92.8 for a mile, the, those lengths are worth more than what a, a conventional mile might be. Or certainly, you get to to England and Ascot there on a good to soft track up the hill at Ascot there, and those margins string out as things get really really tough. But here they don't. It's um there's not enough resistance to um put spaces in between. But all you have to do is study race results over there to realise what these these margins are worth. Two lengths there is a it's an absolute beatdown in ninety two eight. So um I think that's about as good as he goes, and I think it's um better than what. 
conventional handicappers will rate him. Although a lot of what a lot of conventional handicappers will do is pull the whole race up and rate overrate the losers. It's a tricky game, especially in Asia. Singapore, obviously well below Hong Kong, but it's much the same. You get these horses in the feature races, you've got to hold the feature races up because you know they are that good looking back historically. But the horses that fill the placings hold the individual races back, which is the trick with Golden 60. Going through his ratings, there actually hasn't really been a race there that you've been able to push him to, I guess, most like time form. Our view would be 127, 128, which is, you know, borderline world-class elite. But ratings-wise, you can't get him there without pulling something up. And then the problem with pulling that race up, if you actually bet, you don't want to pull that race up because you're going to lose money when these horses go to other races. And that's why we don't push the race up just because Golden 60 is, you know, the shiny toy in Hong Kong. You don't want to cost yourself money, which is why you hold the race back. And California Spangle running 117, beating excellent proposal looks right if Golden 60 is not there. So comfortable with the rating. And Romantic Warrior outran him slightly and looked really good winning the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. He was the other. I mean, the sprint's not up to much good result, but you know, Wellington's the best sprinter over there, but he's no megastar. But Romantic Warrior might be. I think so. He hasn't really had the buzz. Strange, isn't it? Mm. Won a fast, fast derby. And clearly the uh, Bill Benders of this world knew all about it. He might not have had the buzz in the... The long jeans boys might not have liked him and, and perhaps you know some of the the narrative around him hasn't been as buzzy as you would think. But For a horse of his record, the only time he got beat was because of a barrier. Mm. And he's virtually unbeaten. He's gone all the way through from 1,200 to 2,000. He's won the derby and then he's won the group one. Like he's an absolute megastar. Yeah, and he was strong through the line as well. Actually ran faster time than he did in the derby, but that probably goes to tell you again about the conditions and why Golden 60 was able to dip so low. It was racing fast. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot to like about both of those. Bit of excitement, I think. California Spangle, he's sort of, I'd imagine we won't see him beyond a mile again. He'll probably come back and sprint because, as you say, the sprinting ranks aren't strong. But at the same time, it's, it's interesting because he saw he'd, he was still there at the end of a truly run, a real test at 2,000 metres in the derby. Mm. So that, was not a, um, that wasn't a little sit and sprint or test of speed. You had to run 2,000 metres. So he, he did. So he absolutely gets a mile. Um, he doesn't get it against Golden as, as quickly as Golden 60, but he, he's a good miler. But he's clearly not lacking pace. So it's, um, I can see the temptation to have a, a go at that weak-looking sprint division over there next season. But, yeah, that was um, – given there were no Japanese there and it, it kind of lost its um, its role as a, a bit of an end-of-season clash across the you – know, it's developed in the last few years into Japan versus Hong Kong, but it um, it lost that, but it still was a bit of a stage setter for next year, I suppose, and a crowning for the great Golden 60. I think as a Hong Kong fan, you really needed to see California Spangle and Romantic Warrior step up because away from that and Golden 60, there's not a lot in Hong Kong at the moment. I'd say it's pretty shallow for them. And to see the two you know, new stars come on board, although he was safely held behind Golden 60, as we've mentioned, Golden 60 is far better than what you would see in Hong Kong. And for him to do that, I think was a great sign. And Romantic Warrior touched up the horses at 2000 so that derby looked fast and proved that way i can see where i got excited looking back at california spangle early on jeezy had a lot of speed 
over 1,200. So I think it was hard to see him as a miler, but as you say, the strength he's shown in that derby, interesting to see which way they do go with him next prep. Mm. No, he's a wherever they go, good horse. I'd say they, you know, in those those two four year olds are, um, they needed behind Golden Sixty, they needed something. It couldn't just be Waikuku, so they needed something. And and in those two, they've got a couple of good ones. So that's good for the future. Now we gave Golden Sixty the nod there, but I did want to bring up that, you know, you know we couldn't really. I mean, Golden Sixty was more interesting and was going to make for better podcasting, but Mustadaf won a three-horse race at Sandown on Friday night, and I actually rated him higher. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good return in a good race, the um, the Gordon Richards at Sandown there, which is a, a real launching pad, and it's only three of them there, but he did a good job on them, given that it was tactical, the time was actually pretty good, so a good little combination of time and sectionals, and he's clearly back in pretty good nick. Crystal Ocean won that a couple of times. Ulysses won it. I reckon he fit in Crystal Ocean's probably being a bit kind as a comparison. Comparison, but Ulysses sounds about right. I think he'll I think Mustadaf is a um said only three horses, but I've got the second and third. I've got the two that he beat both rate right at hundred and nineteen and he smashed their faces in. So yeah, he's pretty good. Legit. Yep. And he'll probably I'd be staggered if he isn't um Prince of Wales bound at, at Royal Ascot and there he'll probably run into our Cox Plate winner. State of rest. Who's Sunday night at Longchamp kicks off his season. I think all being well, so yeah, there's a that's probably a, a pending clash. The Japanese Derby winners going there as well. We talked about the Prince of Wales. There doesn't seem to be a mega mega star this year. No, I was saying I'm not sure because the big band of horses that well, Charlie's got a trio of them, but they're all mile and a half horses. Hurricane Lane, Adiar, and Yabir to some extent. I'm not as sold on him as others, although I. Started to come around to that thinking in Dubai. He did run really well there. Um, but they're all mile-and-a-half horses. So the the 2,000-metre ranks are sort of, until the three-year-olds come along and start filling that in a little bit, they, they might be, the Prince of Wales in particular might be thin and maybe State of Rest would be competitive there. Having originally thought he's probably be running, you know, trying to nick a place rather than winning it. a race like that should be beyond him, but maybe not. But Mustadaf looks, to me, he looks... Like he could run, yeah, he'll run the sort of number that a Prince of Wales is typically one at, so might not go off so easy. Japanese Derby winner doesn't hurt either. Yeah, no, it's not going easy. <laughs> we talk about Megastar, when we mean by that, that's sort of like time form rated 130 in that range, so we haven't seen one of them over a staying trip down here for a while. Well, Winks. Winks, yeah, yeah away from her. Winks, so you think might and power northerly. That's it, yeah. like, and then another generation. Yeah. They have one every year, it seems. It's unreal. The biggest flopperoo, I think, if you bet Caulfield on Saturday, you know who this is. Swats that. Yeah, well, the race was very much a race that she could um, she could win, but I did hear at Flemington yesterday before, I can't remember what race, doesn't really matter. Um, oh, I think it was Umgawa, doesn't matter. They were interviewing him just before they loaded, and he did mention that she'd pulled up sore. So that sort of explains her away, but she was ordinary in a race that she's good enough to win. And is there a little? No, not really. I was going to say, is there a query on the lightning form in general? That's a bit little. Yeah, I mean, she's fin- the bulk of. Them. Yeah, no, probably not. Probably not. It's interesting though, Eduardo. Meh. Home affairs failed in the. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. Hasn't lit the hasn't lit it up though. Although the second horse was all right, wasn't too bad. It was all right. Although it did fail in between, just a couple of times I've looked back at it and thought, "Wow, the nature trip dipped off it." Eduardo won, but still, yeah. 
and I thought he was in the lightning itself. Mm. Now Swats that sort of you know the new you could forgive the new market because it was a quirky, funky race, two sides, fast time, hundred to one winner, and they were all down that side. Oh, you can forgive that. Re-rate the races too, and it's you know, it's not so bad. Now she tanks here, but she's got an excuse. I think it's all all a lot of noise, but it's interesting. Unfortunately for punters, though, that doesn't mean anything to us. No, we we're very close to giving the uh, giving the flop at Cor- and staying at Caulfield and giving the flop to Extreme Warrior there mm. for a uh, tradesman like win when we'd been told that this was the uh, the heir apparent. Yep, here he is. We're going to fire him up. He's off to stud, proving all there is to prove on the race course. Falling in against it's our time and Curran, who probably should have beaten him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. So Extreme Choice has got fertility issues. That's why he's so. That's where the yeah, that's where the value comes in. Bit of scarcity. Do you reckon he actually has fertility issues, or they just generate a bit of scarcity? It's an interesting idea. Create some buzz. <laughs> Create some buzz. Although I think if you had him, you wouldn't want him to have it. Same thing happened to Star Spangled Banner, who's a terrific sire when he when he gets when he's him actually done. siring. Yeah. The interesting thing with Extreme Warrior, he, like Jamie's given him like an eleven out of ten. I didn't really. Not an ele- No, no, no. She's not winning the Morikara Award. She's not giving the Morikara Award, but in terms so of... So she can't get maximum votes. Not maximum votes. It's a, it's a strong seven. Put it this way. She gave him every chance to win that, and the run the runners behind weren't. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it was a good run. So, like, in terms of you want to be... He goes to the good one, in the market. It's good, right, but we're not dishing out tens. You've got to earn them. Oh, it's fallen in, only because Jamie wrote it that way. Mm. That's how I would rate the, the ride. And, look... If he's going on the good one and he's going to be favourite, geez, you've got to be um, hard against off that. I know he'll improve and blah, 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 but it wasn't really inspiring. It was if you backed it because he's put money in your pocket and you're probably mm. going to chase him, but looking back at the win now, it's pretty plain. The other way to look at it is that he ran 111 and put up a second number to sort of underpin that 118 back in the spring, which was, a you know, he's he's smashed up not... Well, I say not much. He smashed up horses that are listed horses, 105-ish, mm. a gang of 100 to 105 horses, and he belted them up. There's a big margin. You know, there's a bit of modelling error in that. There's a bit of noise around that number. So to see him run 111, it's disappointing that he doesn't go and run another 118 or run even better than that. But what he does do is reduce the noise around the 118. Yeah. So there's the that's the glass half full look at it. Very fresh and a very smart stable who are smashing in not just numbers of winners at the moment, but the mix are um, just their winners are good. There's a lot of really nice, my sort of horses, not showing off. Not you know we don't need any black caviars or winxes. Just a bundle of one fifteen horses. Love them. Don't, they can't put that on the stallion ad. No, they're training for my enjoyment. <laughs> they're training for punters to sit back and enjoy good racehorses racing. Good on him. Visionari, the big champ, they've got him back. Mm. And they had a the horse that I did the times on that. Visionari's time is great. The horse they won the maiden with before that. <whistles> Sectionals. Goes good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't remember its name. If yeah. you're listening, find the maiden at Pakenham. Same night as Visionari. Same night. I think it was 40 minutes beforehand. Horses last two, 400 metres went like a rocket. So what's your view on Extreme Warrior then? I'm more confident about that 118. He's a very solid horse, and I'm looking very much forward to watching him race the very fast in the boat and the all-time legend, Kementari, in a Goodwood. That's my uh, that's my hot take. 
I mean, he'll be very he'll be very interesting. I don't. He'll be very interesting to price up against those horses because he's met nothing of that sort of level here. In general, Bo's a good solid horse, but we go the bar goes up again, so he won't win it with that. No, but he should improve. I would think it's very fair to forecast him running to that one eighteen next time. He did seem to melt a bit before the race as well, and then I saw you know talking about him being fresh. So there's a storyline behind. There's a cheap narrative for why he'll improve. I think he's in the right stable to buy that he'll improve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the narrative going into it was, you know, he's a staying prospect. He's going to be screwed right down. But they're not stupid; they wouldn't do that. And the way he paraded suggests as much. So he should improve. He needs to. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to comment on how he paraded because I, I know absolutely nothing about any of that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, what would you be listening to me about that for? <laughs> you don't even watch replays. No. Speaking of. Great rides. It wasn't Jamie who was the Colin Morikawa uh, yeah, Award exactly, winner yes. this week. Well, I'm happy to see this. So, because these aren't doctored, We're, there's a recipe for this. Actually, if I wanted to sound smarter, I'd say algorithm. There's an algorithm for this. Oh, don't use the buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really happy to see that it, at Caulfield it was Ethan Brown. Absolutely zinged it on Chartray. You saying Chartray? Can't remember what Matt Hill went with. Whatever Matt Hill went with, Matt Laurie's nice. Super Voba Sires Guineas Plate Cup Stakes. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. The worst named race on the Australian racing calendar, and that is a competitive heat. Yeah, those pop-ups aren't much good. But he um, he won that. He won it pretty well. I think he's actually won it running below his form, which is interesting. But he ran really well. I think he's going up to Scone now, but it was a... um, Yeah, his late speed as a ratio of his overall speed is absolutely dead on. So Ethan Brown, who I think is a really good jockey when he gets... Like, I think he he's one of those jockeys. He needs... Um, his numbers have been better than what he's... His reputation or what he's achieved for a, a long while. I reckon it, there's been hints that he's um he's good. Hints like this. Like, getting rides like this really, really right. And he just needs, I reckon, a real... He needs to get some momentum up. Get the skis on and get going downhill and start riding some winners because they'll snowball. He'll ride a lot of winners when it um, when he starts getting on the right horses, which is a jockey's number one skill, getting on the right horses. But the number two skill is then riding them, getting the most out of them. And I think he's really good at that bit. Now he just needs to get on more of the right horses. If he does that, it's a good job. So he's uh, surely it's his, I'd say it's his first Colin Morikawa. It is. Won't be his last. There you go. The Taylor Penrith Award, the reverse flusher for this week. I'm almost going to say this was... <laughs> I'd forgotten where we, where we were going there, but now I remember. It was almost predicted on the preview show. No, it is absolutely given this. This was, yeah, it was trekking in the r and stakes, given none. Yeah, I mean, he's also a lively candidate for flop of the week, except that he has to get flop of the... Like, the flop of the week is all down to the Taylor Pendrith. It's a disaster for trekking. Did we mention? I hope we mentioned this on the podcast that trekking's form is in high pressure races, and it was fairly easy to foresee that this wouldn't be. And he was going in a tactical race where they went too slow and dashed up home. He was going slowest and left with the most dashing to do, and he doesn't have dash. His form, like he runs out of his skin, he overachieves in big high pressure races like the Everest, and underachieves in. Little hit and giggles like this. So, I mean, that was that was a disaster, wasn't it? Mm. Had absolutely no chance. Yeah, they sprinted up home, and he was left with the most to do. 
the positive to come from that race is the um, big hat tip to Will Clark and turn up with um, Bella Vella like that. Her story is amazing. But yeah, that's um, that's something, isn't it? But I've got her running basically to her best. And I know she did it in a low-pressure race, but the way the form plays out, it, it is. It's um, She was rated 111. I've got her running 111 there on the weekend because she was zippy enough home. As I said, it was probably a soft scenario, so she had the right scenario to do it, but she did it. Um, and, yeah, the margin, you know, for what it is, it looks like a pretty good piece of form and she's back in business. So off 392 days, best part of 400 days off, Turn up, bang, straight back where you left off. Well, she's gone and slipped. Yeah. Jack Higgins messaged us on Twitter asking about whether we store that stuff in the database. Mayor's coming back, but we don't. Oh, no, no. Was that about like whether they're, you know, that, that scenario is a good one for a negative one mm. hunting-wise? Yeah, but general, we are, in the database you can check for like general layoffs. We don't know why they're laid off, but general layoffs of that length are a bad thing right that's a bad punting prop i haven't checked that in in recent times but i know i remember i think it was you i think you checked that <laughs> you were big on that for a little while and it was a bad spot horses off 400 days and things like that 500, 500 sweet spot. Yeah. yeah 400 fits the bill for me yeah if you go long enough. Uh, yeah long term trust me as good as their form can look if they're off for more than 500 days you can pretty confidently bet against them and long term you you'll be in front I did check that properly. So, we've dished out awards. We've dished out the awards and Congratulations. get ready. It's time for a round the grounds. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round the grounds, fastest times at each of the five Metropolitan Tracks from Saturday. Well, we'll start in Sydney on, remarkably, after three weeks of talking about how heavy the ground was, this is the heaviest I've ever seen it. The figures come out of Ramwick on Saturday. It's even heavier. It's not even close. <laughs> it's gone full I mean we were joking around Ah this is South Island New Zealand stuff Th- This was Like They just about called off at Waterley. So put it into numbers for people So the horse you would need To run to the racing and sports standard For this race Or for it And this card Was a 228 Raider <laughs> <laughs> And I mean it's been It's been you know, in the 180s at Ramwick the last couple of weeks. Like, you needed a horse rated 180. So, Frankel plus 33 pounds just to hit standard. Whereas now, on Saturday, with the way that all was, 228 rater. That horse doesn't exist. Pegasus. You needed Pegasus. <laughs> and his feet don't touch the ground. Um, yeah, that's um, it's very, very heavy track racing. But the best figure on it, and comfortably so, is Andermatt who was pretty fast and rated 116. And I tend to think, I'm thinking this whole month of form at Ramwick is kind of, I don't know. As I said, it's so heavy. How much weight are you putting in it into it when it travels this form? But I'm tending to think that Andermatt's two big ratings now, two ratings, like 116 on Saturday, around 112 in the lead up with you know, good times. You know, it's, I'm tending to think that that's real. I think that'll travel anywhere. I think he's that good and, and, and probably better. The problem there is you're, from a betting perspective, you're either going to, be, if you believe it, well, he's not gonna, the market, I think, he's going to believe it. So he's going to be, he'll go to Scone, I'd imagine. Yeah, has it been raining at Scone? Well, that's what we're going to find out, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing with his two wins, so Canterbury found the fast lane, 
got him to the outside. That was the last race they ran there. And then on the weekend, it's sort of all a bit funky how heavy it is. If he lines up on a good three, it's going. If he's going to be, be priced up as like he's run 116, are you going to be tempted to be against? I don't know. Really interesting betting. What will the betting, how much will it treat this form in isolation? I don't think it will. Mm. Well, that'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, then you would, then he'll be, if it treats this form legit and he goes to scone off this sort of back-to-back ratings, then he's going to be really, really short and he's going to be very easy to let go. Um, if it decides that this is in its own world he and, you know, they want to let him slide a bit, well, he might be very easy to back and back him to... I mean, when you have a bet as well, you always want to be betting on some on a horse to... You know, I hate the box ticker. You need to, you know, you need to be backing these horses to do something. Well, if they wanted to give you the option to to gamble on this horse, converting it on better ground, I'd... You know, and as I said, the, the price is right... Yeah, I think I'd I'd have that gamble. I mean, they're talking Everest, so the cat is out yeah, of the bag. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't calm down. The people usually talking nonsense aren't um, the deepest pockets in the pool. I mean, Jelko's not talking about the Everest. Which and I know, I mean, I know Ronnie <laughs> yeah. and Radley are rich, but <laughs> <laughs> he's a typical horse from that stable. James has taken his time with him, and now he's gone, brought him back, and gone whack whack. So. I'd imagine Scone, and then they'll probably. You'd have to think they're going to have a look is at it, Brisbane. I mean, you're saying Scone, is he is he locked and loaded, Scone? Because I would. Didn't we look at this a couple of weeks ago? And the Doombin Ten Thousand was a who's going there, Marzu and no one else. Mm. I, I was mean, just looking at it. Probably going. I mean, Godolphin always go there. Can so. you run in both? When I don't know what the timing is, but I mean, you could probably go and run in the Ten Thousand. I mean, he's he's right up there. He's he's in Kementari's world here, which is big at this time of year. In the boat world, it's just that it's. On the heavy, although so was Kementari. So you got the victory stakes this weekend. Yeah, okay, so it'll be two weeks after that, I would imagine. Yeah, so it'll be three weeks if he's to run in the 10,000. Yeah, okay, well, that's where he'll land. I reckon they'll do that. $11 at the moment. I mean, it's in terms of, that'd be interesting if he did that, because, yeah, that's a big, um, your old up and down in class punters aren't going to like benchmark 90 to a group one. No. Would you have him rated higher than Big Parade? Yeah, well... Like for like? What do I have Big Parade? I think I've got Big Parade rated the same. But the difference is that Big Parade has run two like numbers around that number or just shy, just shy of it a lot of times now. So I'm far more confident that Big Parade isn't better than that yeah. than I am about Andermatt. That's as good as Isotope. It's not as good as Marzu, but Marzu's a little bit like him in that it's, it's a noisy number. Mm. It's a good number, no doubt. On the big wet, you mean? Mm. And even big wet, not a lot of competition. Like he's kind of done it on his own. Mm. Interesting. Rothfire is the most interesting coming back this weekend. Yeah, I hope he blazes. Mm. But it seems optimistic. Do you reckon? He was thrown into the furnace. We, we just had a we just had a conversation about these horses off long breaks. It's a disaster, remember? <laughs> but he's had the he's had the prep now, so he's had another prep with him. Oh, he did. Have, I mean, he had the Everest break, but that feels like another long one. It feels like he's had two breaks. Anyway, that's step one on Around the Grounds. This is a slow walk around the grounds. We'll uh, speed it up a little bit. Regards, Marie was the best figure at Caulfield, best time. Um, yeah, I don't need to say much about that. Cucaracha was the best time in Brisbane on a slowing track. He only ran 105, so we're not talking brilliant form, and I think he was a little bit better than that when he won the Derby, but... 
I'm not about to. Um, oh, it's good to see him back anyway. Mm. Well, I say good to see him back. I don't know. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does it even mean? It's like uh, he deserved that win and the others don't. Well, what, are, what do all these things mean? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, Kukaraj, is a, he's been toiling around, to be honest, at a similar level. So really all he's back is he's back winning, running much the same number. Placed in the right race. Yeah, but he should continue to do well placed in the right race. I would suggest Snipperucci. Yep. Fastest figure at Ascot, 98. Good win. Yeah, thoughts, any thoughts from our Western honest, Australian handicapper? Yeah. The Ascot meeting on Saturday was pretty plain, Jane. So well, 98's won it. Mm. Won the uh, Round the Grounds Award yeah. for Ascot. Fastest time. But looked a progressive enough profile. Like it didn't look like a bad one. Mm. There'd been a lot of losses before that one. But it feels like that could be a win that sparks another. Had that looked to me. In the right stable. From afar and without a lot of specific knowledge about the, the whole caper. And then Radelaide... The best time is actually because, as we mentioned before, the the Irwin was so steadily run and you can actually, well, get on with it. Another award, ran to 98 as well, same as the, the Perth Mare, um, winning a benchmark 78. And that's the best time on the card, 98. And she's very solid at that level. She's been around. You know, she's had her share of racing. A bit like the Perth Mare, she might not be the most progressive horse on earth, but she's run two good times winning a pair, pair of 78s. And I don't think she'll stop racing well, but I, she's not a carnival horse, so she's um she's, f- she's for the undercard. You need winners on the undercard pay just as much as they the big features, but she does benefit. So she ran about five pounds quicker than Bella Vella, but Bella Vella's sectional is about twenty pounds quicker than her, so it all sort of levels out to about fifteen pounds, hundred eleven down to ninety eight. There's your difference. Yeah, Ascent, you know, a little bit of error, a little bit of fudging, but there's your difference. But in terms of this is an overall time thing, another award gets it by virtue of running in the more efficiently run race. So there you go. That's around the grounds. That's around the grounds. When you kept saying another award, I thought you were saying as in you're giving another award. No, no, no. Another award wins. Another award. <laughs> this is yeah. horse racing. <laughs> Breeders and horse racing, we give out more awards to ourselves than anyone except maybe Hollywood actors. Other than that, that's a <laughs> this is an awards caper. Love it. And for this week. That is just so exciting. I think this will be the trend in the next few months heading overseas for these. You found one at Kempton Park last Monday on the awful weather. Yep. Yep. Four runner race on the all weather. That just says, where is this next group one superstar coming from? <laughs> so I've talked up one off a three runner race at Sandown. This is something about. The state of English racing, doesn't it? Mm. They got absolute. They got all icing, no cake over there. But this is a good horse, Mal Jume, Caravaggio, three-year-old Colt. Roger Varian's got it. Four runner, little burner. Only two of them even competitive. But he stopped the clock over a mile very, very quickly. I got a hundred and nine speed figure on that, and he's and he's done it full of running. So um, he won't be uh. He won't be reduced to forerunner conditions races on the Kempton All Weather for eight bucks for long. I wouldn't have thought. What a bet! Um, in terms of like pounds of performance to dollar ratio, it's it's just ridiculous. What this is doing, one hundred and nine speed figure down here. You know he should be racing for sort of two hundred grand, 
Hong Kong, yep, yeah, two hundred grand. That that sort of level of performance for dollar. Yeah, eight bucks and a few free sandwiches, I imagine. Um, the horse that chased him home as well, Saga's probably done a good job to hang on to his tail for as long as he did and started shorter than him in the betting. So obviously thinks something had Frankie up and a, and a nice little profile, but I can see that he was the uh, he might have looked trendy going in, but he ran right into one. But he did a reasonable job, as I said, just to cling on to him and, and not get belted out of sight like the other two. So Saga might be a um, he might be back on on the all weather for another conditions race somewhere, but. Should probably knock one off because he's going to be dead stiff to run into one that good again. That's Mal Zoom to add to AB's Black Booker's honourable mention to one that went around at Flemington yesterday, but we don't want to yeah. ride Bossy's coattails because he picked this up off the Packenham win. Star Patrol, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't crawled all over this other than just the what was that? I better have a look. Like one oh eight eight. On a day they weren't running, you know, it was good track times, but it wasn't, track wasn't on fire or anything like that. Yeah, what the hell was that? That I mean, that has the makings of 110 and above as well. Yeah, I, I don't know what, to, I don't know really what to say. So I, haven't, uh, I haven't dug into it, but basically a whole bunch of 90 horses were behind him and he beat them by about 20 pounds and... Running away. Running away and stopped the clock. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, you beat a bunch of ninety horses by twenty pounds. I don't. Uh, you don't have to be a maths genius to pull this all together and say that's about one hundred and ten. And the clock might even say better. So I don't know where that's. Um, that's one of those ones. He had a swagger starts as a maiden, mm. and then all of a sudden, Clinton McDonald just goes, "I'll leave it to me, guys." Mark Newnham had him for one. Casey Fogden started with him, and he was sort of low eighties, pretty established. Mark Newnham had one, got rid of him. Well, not got rid of him, but he's ended up at Clint McDonald's. I don't know the story. And then I've got his gone. last run being rated 52. And then runs an 83-time figure at Packenham and then whatever the hell that was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, if you think, I mean, I and me looks a really nice horse, but if you think much of her, wow, how high do you have Star Patrol rated just looking at those times? So, mm. yeah. Another, another one for the... Uh, Road to the Euclays. How strong is that race going to come? I know. Well, I've been sitting here saying all these 100 to 105 horses, you know, Scissor Step and Co. and maybe even Extreme Warrior. They're nice. And then this comes along and boom, okay. I mean, Extreme Warrior might duck him. (laughs) (laughs) So you're taking him over Extreme Warrior? Um, Who do you want? that's a really good question. This, I put it this way: this win is flashier by a mile than Extreme Warriors, but Extreme Warriors, your prior, is surely is so far in advance, Extreme Warrior. That you know, how much do you update your view for one piece of information? Albeit, my goodness, a compelling piece of information. I tell you what, Bossy would have been absolutely giggling when they bet ten dollars. <laughs> I hope he got plenty. Hope you got plenty. And that wraps us up. Thanks, guys.